My name is Jeremy Michael Huff. I am 37 years old. Um, my father's name is Michael Gordon Huff, and he was 59 years old the day um, the day that he passed away. He um, he just always seemed like a, a a bad ass like kind of kind of guy. I I feel like my dad definitely went out of his way to raise his kids right. We we definitely spent a lot of time um, after school when he'd get off work. You know, we always ate dinner together. He was really into the outdoors, so you know, weekends were were big time for getting away from the house and whether we were camping or 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 fishing that day or you know or going hunting um with having three boys and then once he re remarried we there were two more boys so there was quite the quite the crude really good memories of, of my father overall um, i spoke to him again two weeks before before he passed away um i called him we had been playing phone tag and as we often did and just kind of i caught him one night and the last few years he hasn't really you know been a big talker on the phone so it was it was always kind of a struggle to kind of keep the phone call you know the conversation alive and and then yeah i i tried calling him that following weekend just to touch base and and catch up and um i tried him again i think two nights before he died um and he didn't he didn't pick up you know you you always wish that you could see see that person one more time or the most troubling thing is i'm gonna miss that you know even if he didn't you know talk that much or you know our conversations were kind of short-lived you know just that that hearing his voice you know so it's probably gonna be harder than I, you know, than I imagine. But so yeah, it was uh, well, it was you know, late late summer, and I was I was in New York working. I came above ground from being on the subway, and I. Had a bunch of missed calls from my stepmom, you know, and I just figured that she's done that before. She's called me a couple of times if for whatever reason, and um, I put my phone in my my pocket and I went in and grabbed a coffee and a bagel and was walking back out and pulled my phone out and I saw a text message from my younger brother and it was kind of a it was a weird text, you know. He he had said I love you all. And it was weird, but at the same time, it wasn't like out of his character to to send a random message like that to all all of the the guys, all of the brothers. So I didn't, you know, I didn't text them back. I was I was kind of running late, so I I got into the office, and one of the my clients they were waiting for me, so we just got to work, and um, I got a few more text messages, which came from a sister-in-law and then another sister-in-law and I kind of started I don't know you know nobody said anything um explicitly like in it was it was just like a call me you know type of message and then my girlfriend texted me and said don't answer your phone 
and that she was coming down to see me. You know, when I was a kid, um, I think he, he was in a, a car accident or a work accident. Um, but so he, he has had like chronic back problems, but it was only like the last 10 years that it really started to deteriorate. And um, he, you know, he, he had to start taking pain medication. And um, I think just to kind of get him, you know, get him up in the morning and get him through the day. On top of the back pain, he had terrible like sleeping habits and he would like, I don't think he, I'm pretty certain the last like five years of his life, he probably didn't sleep for more than like two hours at a time. Um, you know, so that that started just wearing, wearing him out. Um, his back got worse. He was taking more, you know, higher dose of, of pain meds and you know, he was seeing a, a psychologist, a therapist for a while, just to kind of work through some, you know, some something, which he he was not really ever willing to, to talk about. Whether there was, like, I don't know if it stemmed from, like, his childhood. Um, he, he had grown up in foster homes with his siblings. Um, I think he had kind of a rough childhood. Um, his father died an alcoholic like when he was 65 I think um so I think he I think he was just dealing with a lot on top of his current you know life that was just kind of weighing him down um did he say to you or to anyone you know I I'm gonna kill myself or when you say he's suicidal how did that how did you come to well I think um, it was it was maybe five years ago when I was living in in the Bay Area. Actually, uh, I got a call from my stepmother. She had a really big scare with my dad. He, you know, she came home and he was in the bedroom on the bed. He had been drinking, um, and he also had a a gun on the bed. I don't know what he, you know, he was mumbling something that he just like couldn't do it anymore, or this and that. And she, you know, she took the gun away and he you know he didn't have it in his hand or anything but um it was I think it just scared the shit out of her um and I got the phone call um and it scared the shit out of me because I you know had no idea that this was happening or that my father was going through like any any sort of depression um so I flew out there immediately and I spent the week with him and you know he assured me that everything was fine and you know um, while he is like in a lot of pain and you know he hasn't been sleeping like there's no there was no concern you know that he would do anything um, but it just kind of you know I, I think ever since that incident I, I've always been concerned you know for for his safety and just for his well-being and I can't say that I didn't I didn't think about it, you know. I didn't think about getting that call that, you know, he just called it quits. I think all the all the ingredients I, I, I feel like were there, you know, he was he was broke. Him and my my mother just got a divorce. He couldn't really work, um, just because he couldn't 
he just physically was was not capable I think um, of keeping himself up and he he actually the nature of his of his work was pretty grueling like he was down on his hands and knees like under houses and it was just not work for a you know for a 59 year old man to be doing and I think you know he had he had just kind of closed up and had no social life and I'm I'm thinking this is what he was thinking that there just wasn't you know there wasn't a whole lot left um and so that was you know that's when he made the call do you have a dialogue with him in your head you said that sometimes you've had dreams with him but you know what is the dialogue if anything with him i kind of talked about you know uh, you know maybe jokingly was like you know well you 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 kind of fucked up and you're you're not going to be able to meet you know my kids now um I think that that <clears throat> that definitely was you know a big a big blow. Do you ever get angry at him? No, I I have not aside from that that you know that f- brief time after I I learned that he had killed himself, but I've not had it out with him I've not you know I've not had any moments I, th- I think I don't know if I ever will um, or maybe it's it's waiting you know but I, I hope not I, I don't think that I I don't sit here today like with any anger or any built up you know suppressed built up anger and this certainly is the most I've talked about it um you know, even with with the time that I had with my with my brothers, I mean, I, I, we definitely were open and and you know, but it was for such a brief time, and and it was we were still all in shock. You know, I think that it still is kind of fresh, you know, with all of us, and and I think aside from seeking, you know, like setting this this um up with you like i you know i've yet to really seek out any you know any help other than or not even help but you know any sort of discussion aside from who's closest to me you know but i I think that this might allow me you know to do so and like i think i just kind of you know i'm still kind of stoic about the whole thing and um, you know, and and certainly because of the way he he died, you know, um, because it is so fresh, I'm I'm still kind of feeling that out, and and it'll just completely, you know, uh, it'll just it's like a you know tidal wave just you just kind of it hits you and you know I'm I'm whether it's for just just a, a few brief moments that I'm like thinking about it um I don't know it's it's definitely like nothing I've I've ever experienced and 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 again that you know I feel like that is happening less and less and I, I'm I'm getting hit with 
memory, you know, like good memories, which, you know, is actually kind of nice. Um, what are you feeling right now? Uh, I mean, you know, I just kind of, I don't know, I, I was just kind of like seizing up there for a second. Um, but I, just so much, you know, everything that I've been feeling, everything that I look forward to feeling, you know, um, it's all just kind of like flowing through my, through my head. Um, good and, and, you know, and some bad and I don't know. I mean, it's, um, I feel like I'm kind of getting used to this now because this is like a, a recurring like moment where, you know, I'll have one or two of them throughout the day. I kind of actually hope that um, I, I I hang on to this because it's, I don't know, in in some some ways it it's, you know, it's as close as I'm ever gonna, you know, ever gonna get to to be in with him, you know, again, and it might sound kind of sad, but you know, it's it's it's, it's actually uh, I I enjoy the the you know intermittent you know thoughts that just kind of pop up throughout the day, and um, yeah, you know, it's. It's just kind of how it is now. <laughs> it it certainly changed me and and is changing me. Um, I can't really see the the good in it. Like what you know. I mean, even though I, f I feel like there's there's got to be something there. Whether it's you know knowing that my my father's no longer in pain and um, he's he's hopefully resting easy and at peace with himself and where whatever happens to us you know when when we pass I mean hopefully he's not too hard on himself or I don't know um, but yeah no I you know I want to continue to celebrate his life and this is not like the first suicide that I've dealt with in my life um, uh, I've had a couple friends, high school friends, um, take their own lives um, since I, you know, since I was 18. I think like three of my friends have have committed suicide. So um, yeah, so it's I don't know. I mean. Are we just like at a point in our in our society where it's just like we're in that like survival of the fittest mode where you hope that it's not somebody you know or somebody close to you, but when it is, I mean, I don't know. Like, what are you gonna do to to change whether it's your you know your outlook on it? which I think would be very helpful. Mm. Um, 
if everyone just kind of sat back and, and thought about it for, you know, for a minute and thought about how, I don't know, how, how it would affect you and how, how it would feel if, especially if, if this is something, you know, that you could potentially, you know, potentially stop. Do you think that anyone could stop your father? I mean, I, I like to think that, you know, there was a course of action, whether it was years ago or, you know, I mean, I, I feel like, I don't know, that's, that's a really hard one because obviously the thought of like, had I done this or had I made a right turn instead of that left yeah I mean I don't think you can really put yourself in that position but no I mean I again you know I had my the days you know following his death there were definitely that had crossed my mind and I thought about you know what I could have done or what I wish I would have done or you know but I, I think in the end you know I, there was nothing in that particular you know it wasn't like I saw him you know standing on the ledge so to speak and and I all I had to do was walk up and you know grab him by the back of the shirt and pull him back you know I mean I feel like I had done that you know I had to talk with him every time I saw him you know we we talked about it and I felt it was funny because I felt like the tables were turned and I was the responsible father like now what are you gonna do you know what's your plan you know and almost to the point where I, you know, I felt like I was nagging him about how he needed to start making some changes and, and stop being so stubborn and, like, try to get some help and try some new treatments, try this, like, go, you know, start swimming, go, you know, if you can, I don't know, you know, I mean, I, I, I try to come up with a million different, you know, remedies to his back back pain and it just um he just wasn't wasn't having it you know and I think that just goes back to nobody really understanding the full extent of you know what he was going through and I'm not making excuses for him but you know my dad was 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 a tough guy and I think that you know he had a huge pain like his pain threshold was insane and I think it just I can't even imagine you know what where he was at you know mm-hmm. even even though I still sit here and I can't believe he did what he did you know so yeah That will, that will forever, you know, just keep me, you know, I'm not going to dwell on it, but, you know, I think I'll forever 
wonder why, you know, why he did that or why he made that decision. What do you think happened to your father, if anything, after he died? I do think that he thought about that. I think he thought about it before he did it. I think he, I think that maybe could have even be why it didn't happen sooner. I didn't think he would ever be capable of, you know, making that decision. I just figured he'd just be a tough old bastard, you know, his whole whole life, and he would just be in pain, and he would just deal with it, and you know. Um, but I think, I mean, I, you know, I don't sound, sound cheesy or anything, but, you know, I, I feel like he went to a better place. And, you know, I, I saw him two days after he, he died. Like, uh, I, my brother and I wanted to, to see him, um, before we had him cremated um, and he, quite honestly he he looked more peaceful than I've seen him I mean he he looked rested and you know so I like to think that he he just wasn't you know in any pain anymore and whether he's you know off in his own world or or is you know reincarnated is what I, you know that's something that I never talked to him about and you know it would have been again another one of those I wish I wish I could have would have moments but you know I think he's in a better place I don't believe he's uh you know in some dirty dark dungeon you know you think he watches over you or he's there's a presence in some capacity? Yeah. Yeah. I certainly do. I've had a couple moments where I feel like he he was kind of letting himself his presence be known. Um that, you know, even though they're, you know, they were small little little incidents, I I, you know, it makes me feel good, you know. At least I shared that moment, and I, I feel like, yeah, he was, you know, he was most certainly there with me. And If you could hear anything from him, what would you want to hear? Uh, I mean, I, I feel like I, I've already heard it. I feel like he did come to me in, in one of my dreams, and, you know, I asked him, like, the fuck man like you know you just left and you know he just like patted me on the shoulder and said everything's you know everything's good now like everything's gonna be be fine so you know I woke up and it was it was a pretty I don't know, humbling experience. Like I, I was like, cool. I needed that, you know. I think um, yeah, it's just time to, you know, 
time to move on and continue with the you know the healing process and yeah, that's all I got.